Hello and welcome back to Up Next with Lily and Tim. Today we're talking all things food. And now you've got to remember, I mean, it's getting your diet right by, you know, eating the right foods, you know, combined with exercise. And it really helps maintain a healthy weight. And it also kind of reduces, you know, your risk of getting chronic illnesses, heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure and cancer. And hopefully you don't have to worry about that at the moment, Lil. No, not at the moment. <laughs> Maybe I do a bit more. Now, now, cooking can be fun, you know, it, it can be relaxed and, it, and it's super creative. You know, you've started cooking at school, haven't you? Yeah. And, and if anyone sort of, in, you know, you enjoy, everybody enjoys a meal, it's super rewarding. You know, and you're going to the local markets and supermarkets and things like that, as I found out with our, our next guest coming up soon, is, is um, it can be a bit of an adventure going to the supermarkets. You used to come to the markets with me, remember? Yeah, when we go to like the big food markets, there'd be all the amazing smells, amazing colours. I loved going to the food markets. It was such a cool experience and a really fun way and a positive way to be more more inclined with like the food you're eating. And I think that's really cool. Getting more involved, exactly. Yeah. Now, when you were a baby, you used to eat everything. You were really good. We could feed anything with you. You couldn't fight back. You couldn't say anything, so it was brilliant. <laughs> now, it, it, it's not, but now it can be a bit of a battle, although you're pretty good with your greens. So, you know, yeah. you, you, you still like to... But, I mean, you, what have you been making at school? You want to try my cooking tonight? Um, we've been making stuff like pesto for our pasta. We have been making gosleme, which I kind of want to make tonight. And it's like the really quick, easy methods of making that. And I think... Um, introducing cooking at school, it's a really fun thing to get kids, you know, more interested in cooking, because I find it really fun, and others find it really fun, so yeah. Look, I enjoy it, I mean, my dad was a, was a pretty good cook, he used to do most of the cooking at home for the dinner parties when I was a little kid, I mean, he taught me nothing in the kitchen, he wasn't much help there, <laughs> he, but, but I think I got a little bit of osmosis, you know, the, the enthusiasm genes for him anyway, and look, I still love cooking for family and friends, and you know, my stepfather's birthday last year, we, we did a British meal, we did smoked trout, Yorkshire puddings, fish pies... You know, and we had one for my mum's, she loves Greece. Remember we had the, the Greek seafood? We had Oh, the, yeah, that was amazing. We had the seafood lunch, we had sylvlaki, mm-hmm. we made all those sort of bits and pieces. But more recently, you know, yeah. um, in my work assignments, I've been sort of influenced to, to a lot of more food choices. And I, I remember when I did one show and I used to go and pay about eight bucks for a cold-pressed juice. And I thought, okay, for a week, you know, $40, I'll start making my own juice. So every day... I still, you know, as you know, religiously, or the yeah. machine going. I'm making watermelon, frozen berries, apples, but you know, bananas, citrus, and cranberry all thrown in there, and a great way to start the day. The only thing I, I never try making is is uh, sushi because I leave it to the sushi chefs. They're a little, <laughs> they're a little bit better than me, don't you reckon? Mm, yeah. <laughs> but today's guest, you know, is a former My Kitchen Rules finalist, all round great chef, personal trainer, healthy lifestyle guru, Luke Hines. Now he's introduced me to some great recipes from like the other day. I tried kale fritters. Um, we had activated charcoal chicken schnitzel, um, and we were, and today replaced the topping on the shepherd's pies I made from mashed potatoes to cauliflower, which has you know has proved to be a real winner with my wife and with my my stepfather as well. Uh, Mr. Luke Hines, you know a, a legend in the in the uh, culinary world. Welcome to the show. Hello, Tim and Lily. It is so good to talk to you both. Thanks for having me on the show. And you're exactly right, mate. You're inspiring me. I might be whipping up these recipes. But the way that you dig in with gusto, you don't even question, you dive in and you give it a shot. And I think at the end of the day, that's what food should be about, getting in there, giving it a taste and giving it a crack. Now, now mate, it's, it's, I'm pleased you're saying this on the air with Lily now anyway, because that's what it's all about. My old man used to say to me, he said, if you, he said, no, don't like the look of it. He goes, have you tried it? And I'm like, no. He goes, we don't know how you've tried it. Now try it. And it's 100% right, isn't it? <laughs> try it first. <laughs> Absolutely. Although in saying that, we do eat with our eyes. So 
it depends what someone puts in front of us. So I reckon if you can if you can make it healthy but also look good, then we're one step ahead of the game. But see, even the other day, the, the, the charcoal, the activated charcoal chicken, it, it looked like, you know, I, I sent the photo to a mate of mine. He goes, did you guys burn it? And I said, no, this is actually really healthy. <laughs> and, and it tastes really good. It was really succulent. So the good news is, is that if, if ever I do actually burn a dish, I could just say, no, no, it's just activated charcoal. <laughs> that would be my excuse moving forward. Mate, hook, line and sinker. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. <laughs> now, Lukey, what, what, are some of the, what are some of the key tips, you know, as far as you're concerned, you know, being a great chef, what are some of the key, the key tips to eating right? All right, so keep it simple. A lot of people like the idea of cooking and they like the idea of eating well but they feel overwhelmed and they feel like they need lots of fancy ingredients and different pieces. But the key is actually keeping it simple. You can get everyday ingredients from the supermarket and it's about picking a few key ingredients and putting them together, most of all with love, okay? And I'll talk about that a little bit further on. But I'll give you an example. So go find a veggie, go find a protein and go find a flavor and that's the perfect starting point. Awesome, and, and you also say you also like to eat you know, the colours of the rainbow a bit too, don't we? We should, we should get those greens and those heavy sort of yeah. colours in there as well, right? Yeah, look, I don't know about you guys, but um, do you love fries? Like, do you love potato chips and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that? Oh, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> so, so now the reason I ask you that question is because they're so delicious and potatoes are so delicious that we get into the habit of having the same kind of vegetable a lot of the time. Yeah. So we might turn potato into mash. We might t- do roast potatoes. Or we may even be, you know, a bit fancy and make potato chips at home. But there's no variety in that. It's just that same white starchy veg all the time. So I know it sounds cliche and a bit boring and like, you know, don't yawn on me, guys. But you do have to eat the rainbow because for two reasons. Colours, different colours of the vegetables mean different types of vitamins and minerals. And it means that they do different things for your body. So you're getting different nutrients that do different things for your health. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree. So eating healthy doesn't have to be boring, right? Nah, no way. And that, you know what? For so long, Lily, healthy yeah. food was nicknamed rabbit food. And people were saying, <laughs> oh, it's so bland and boring. It's just like lettuce and lettuce and lettuce. Health food has come so far. In fact, mm-hmm. that I actually pride myself on creating recipes that you wouldn't even know are healthy. And that's the key. If, you, if I'm trying to convince people to eat well, at least it's got to taste great, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, mate, I think you, look, you've proved that in some of your cookbooks. It was funny yesterday. I was at the, at the supermarket yesterday. I'm loading everything up. There's an old guy coming up, behind, coming up in the line behind me. He's looking at all my, my veggies and my cauliflower. I'm not, I'm not that old. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy, this guy's probably in his, in his like, oh, I'd say, eh, late 70s, this bloke. And, and he saw me with a cauliflower. Yep. And he said, oh, you're, you're going to put that with cheese sauce? I said, absolutely not, mate. I'm putting that on a shepherd's pie. Now, what you do? And I, I explained the recipe to him. And he, he's going, I'm going to go home and tell my wife. That sounds great. I said, Mate, get rid of the potato. It's not good enough for you. Get the yeah. cauliflower on top. And I was like, oh, I think I'm a Lukein's disciple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. You're, you're absolutely mastering it. But you're right. Look, when I do put my cookbooks together, uh, there's no point in me telling you guys, you know, guys, eat well. It's really good for you. You're going to live a long and healthier and happier life if it doesn't taste very good. So the key is with anything in life, if you're going to stick to it, you've got to enjoy it. And that's what my mission is. Create recipes that you enjoy cooking, but most of all, enjoy eating. Yeah. Um, what inspires you to cook and create recipes? I think for me, it's empowering people with the tools mm. to look after their own health. So for me, health starts in the kitchen. 
and what turned my life around from being um, someone who did struggle with their weight and their health and fitness Never. was understanding <laughs> was understanding how to cook. So if I can then pass on that knowledge to others, I'm giving them the key to unlock the health and well-being of their lifestyle to the best of their ability because they don't rely on anyone else then. If, you know, if Tim and yourself, Lily, can cook, then you guys aren't requiring anyone else to help you out to look after your health. And isn't that fantastic that you guys are in the driver's seat? No, but I, th- I think with some, a lot of your recipes, it, it, you've, got a, you've got the healthy twist on them. It, you've, you've tapped in really well to some of the, some of the sort of, uh, I guess, food groups and tastes that a lot of people like. But you know, yep. the, the, your versions are so much healthier. I mean, I remember that the um, with the uh, one of the smoothies you made, it was like eating a liquid cherry ripe, and I'm like, how good's this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, uh, absolutely. I mean, I love trying to take favorite things that we grew up with, or Lily, in your case, growing up with, and to healthify them so that you go, you know what? I could have the real version, which might not be so good for my health, or I could have the Lukey Hines version. And I know that it tastes the same, but it's actually better for me. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that sounds that's a, that's a great idea. <laughs> um, what should <laughs> what should young people be eating more of to maintain their healthy growth? All right. So the key is balance, and I know it's a bit of a boring answer, but I'll, I'll explain why. A balance between all the different nutrients. So what you want to do is you don't want to fill your plate with just the same thing over and over. So anyone young growing to make sure that they're building strong bodies, you want heaps of veggies. But also with the veggies, you want good healthy fats in the form of things like extra virgin olive oil or avocados or or macadamia nuts. And then you want to get well-sourced protein. Now, the reason I say these three things, so you've got your veggies, which are your carbs, you've got your healthy fats from your veggies and your and, and your plants and whatnot, and then you've also got your animal protein, you're going to get a balance of fat, protein, carbs, which is what our body thrives on. And by sticking to real food, you're going to feel good on the inside, but glow on the outside. Yeah. Now, here's a tricky one for you, for you Luke. <laughs> as a, as a right. baby, as a baby, uh, my wife used to feed Lily heaps of avocado. It was easy. You know, we all love it. I mean, I still love it to this day. <laughs> this one, though, this one now had, had overdosed on avocado. Is there any way, you know, when you've, when you've had almost too much of one sort of food, is there any, do you just come, become creative and come up with another way of, of, I guess, preparing it so you can bring it back? Because it's, it's a long way for her to come back. Even in the sushi, <laughs> you'll poke it out. I mean, it's like, stop with yeah. the avocado. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So if, if at the moment, Lily, you're finding the avocado in its normal state, a little bit overwhelming and not that enjoyable. Yeah. So your job is then to go, okay, I can't have it sliced. I don't want it sliced and I don't necessarily want it just straight up. So mm-hmm. you could make a beautiful guacamole or a salsa. Yeah. Now in a salsa, you might be able to put cherry tomatoes, some cucumber, red onion, some chili, some cumin, some salt. And then you're not just having the avocado in its boring form. And then there's another little hack I'll give you. Did you know that you can actually make avocado chips? So you slice the avocado into little wedges. You crumb them, and I'll pass this recipe to your dad. You crumb them, and you pan fry them. And what you've got is this beautiful, crispy outside, and then warm, soft, gooey avocado in the middle. It's a pretty good way to enjoy it, I reckon. That sounds so good. (laughs) And if all else fails, 
I have a recipe that puts avocado in a brownie, so you don't even know you have an avocado. Oh, so there yeah. you go. There we go. There we go. That's the one, mate. That's the oh, one. Oh, yeah, I'm eating that. <laughs> okay, okay. I told you there, Lil. When did, when did the experimentation with food start for you? Because I guess, and look, we, we shouldn't be scared to experiment, should we, Luke? I mean, it's it's a cardinal sin. You, you know, as I guess as, as kids, it was always, I'd go out to grandparents' place or aunts and uncles, and it was always the meat and three veg. It's a roast Sunday. That's all you get, you know? And it yeah. was, it was that, there was never any deviation, I guess, away from that. Whereas, you know, I think, look, I think with your cooking and with and with your books and, and other sort of people that are chefs these days, there's a lot yeah. more a lot more variety, isn't it? The variety is the spice of life, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. The first thing that got me experimenting was my time on My Kitchen Rules, which definitely taught me that if I'm going to stay in that competition, I've got to keep reinventing myself in the competition and showing them something different. And then secondly, talking a little bit more about now, I don't want to get bored and I don't want my readers to get bored. So by reinventing and kind of creating new things, people constantly stay engaged and excited about what's next. Yeah. What are, so what are some of your favorite foods that taste good and are good for you? Okay. So some of my favorite foods that taste good and good for me, coconuts. Now I'll tell you why coconuts mm-hmm. are one of my favorites. You can, from just one young coconut, you can drink the water, you can Aww. eat the flesh, you can turn the flesh into things like shredded coconut or coconut butter, and then you can turn it also into coconut oil, which is fantastic to add to smoothies or cook with. I mean, what other ingredient on the planet other than coconuts can be turned into so many different things? Then another one would definitely be, and I'll give you three. So coconuts is one. Second one would be cacao powder. So that's chocolate in its natural state. I love saying so that. Co- Lily always yeah. goes when I say cacao. She goes, that's not how you pronounce it. I said it is. Luke told me it is. It's cacao. <laughs> <laughs> so there is cocoa. So you might be familiar with cocoa, yeah. which has been heated and processed. That is what happens to that's what happens to cacao once you've actually extracted the nutrients out of it. So we want to avoid cocoa and we want to eat raw cacao. See? And we want to make raw, healthy desserts with the raw cacao. So that's the good stuff that's packed with mineral-rich magnesium. Mm-hmm. And then I reckon last but not least, I'm a huge, huge fan of the cauliflower. And I know we talked about it before because you can put it as the top of a beautiful shepherd's pie. Awesome. But here's what cauliflower can do. You can make cauliflower cookies. You can make mm-hmm. cauliflower popcorn chicken. You can make cauliflower Aww. pizza. You can literally do anything. You can turn a cauliflower into a cauliflower steak. So many awesome things can oh be done gosh. with cauliflower. So it's one of my top favorite ingredients. I reckon that that, that little uh, cauliflower chicken made as the go. Anyway, I've seen the I've seen the pictures. We've got to try that next. Anyway, I think you've that's seen it. That's next. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Mike, what what sort of typical foods? I mean, we, we all think fats, and we think we think fast food and that sort of stuff. But are, are yeah. they the only ones with the sort of foods that we really should avoid? Obviously, no, not, not too much sugars either in their diet as well, huh? Yeah. Look, the the key words I I recommend people avoid are things that are processed or refined. Now, any ingredient can be processed or refined. You can have the kind of natural version of something and the processed and refined version. So I'll give you an example. On a table, we could have processed and refined table sugar for a dessert, or we could use maple syrup, raw honey, or coconut nectar. So that's a fine example of comparing the two. So if I was going to get you to make a healthy treat, I would say let's remove the processed and refined sugars and replace them with nutrient-dense versions, which are the maple syrup, coconut nectar, and raw honey. Does that make sense? 
It, cer- yeah. it certainly does, mate. I, I guess. <laughs> do, do you do you have? I mean, in in a in a perfect diet, do you, do you squeeze occasional treats in, like like uh, sort of chocolate oh, anyway? Very. Yeah. Look, I think it's really important that d- despite discussing all of this awesomeness around healthy food, the healthiest thing that happens around food is having a healthy relationship with food. Right. So yeah. if we we can't demonize ingredients. We also can't put too much pressure on ourselves to always eat well and always be perfect and always be clean living. That's not what life is about. I eat pizzas. I eat takeaway food. I eat chocolate bars. I eat all of that, but I eat it within moderation. But when I do eat it, I also don't punish myself. So I make sure that I just eat the best food that I can the most of the time, but then life happens, doesn't it? We're traveling. We're on the road. We're, we feel like a cheat meal. That's all very important too because that's part of life. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. sort of mate. Now, next sort of one. I mean, I think we're going we're to chat about you know, schools, especially now. Anyway, so yeah. what, what do you think? What are you, what's your thoughts there? So okay, was, so schools. Yeah. Yeah. Ask away. Ask away, Lily. I'm excited oh. about schools. What year level are you in? I'm in year seven. <laughs> okay, tell me about it. Ask away. I was just thinking: Are there any healthy snacks that you could that could work well in school lunch boxes? Well, it's a good question. I might counteract your question with, is there anything that your school doesn't allow in your lunchbox? Um, I'd say maybe, I think like different types of nuts or like eggs or something. Yeah. I think that's kind of, okay. yeah. They so the reason... You... Sorry, let go ahead, mate. Yeah, the reason I asked you that, Lily, is because a lot of schools do have certain regulations on mm-hmm. things like nuts for nut allergies and eggs as well. So my recommendation is have a look at some vegan or plant-based recipes that use chia seeds as eggs replacement, Mm -hmm. but also use tahini instead of nut butters. So any recipe that uses almond butter or peanut butter or macadamia butter can always be substituted with tahini because it comes from a seed. And then any recipe that has an egg can be swapped out for something made with a chia seed egg or a flax egg, which are really, really easy to make. So my first tip is look at recipes and always feel like you can adapt them. Secondly, look for things that keep you feeling full. Now, the reason I say that is because when I was at school, I was so hungry all the time because I was <laughs> running around and being active and talking to my friends and going to different classes. And you don't want to be trying to focus on learning and thinking about how hungry you are. So make sure you have things that really fill you up. Lots of nutrients yeah. in there so that you can focus on school, not your belly. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Now, with, with your yeah. tuck shop, though, do you, have, do you have decent sort of food there at the moment or is it a bit of a balance? It's um, Well, they have sort of like sushis and chips. I think okay. it's more – I think they aim for more unhealthy foods because I'd say that's what all the mm. kids would be buying. So, um, But yep. I, I'd say they do have healthy alternatives, but I guess that's what the big sellers are, all like the sweets and chips and all that sort of stuff. So, And I guess the big, yeah. biggest problem, the biggest problem, Luke, I suppose, is, is the, is the – um, is the uh, I guess the nature of getting it prepared. I mean, at home, it's getting something quickly in the lunchbox or picking a quick snack up at school, isn't it? I mean, there's obviously there's plenty of recipes out there that can be made quickly, aren't there, for kids' lunch? Yeah, absolutely. What I recommend is most people have Sunday afternoons free. Let's be honest; it's yeah. a bit of a relaxing time. We're sitting around watching the House of Wellness on TV. Absolutely. So whilst you're doing that, <laughs> what I would recommend is that you, as a family, Whoever that is, might be mum and dad, and for kids, it could be just dad or mum. Doesn't matter who it is in your unit, your family home, whatever your family represents to you, spend time with those people in the kitchen making a bulk snack. So, a bulk snack could be something like cupcakes or brownies or cookies 
all of these things travel really well. They don't need to be refrigerated at school. They don't melt in the sun. So spend every Sunday making a new recipe. And not only will you learn a new recipe to add to your repertoire, but it's actually nice quality time with your loved ones. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Um, it's going to be the brownies, the brownies with avocado, I think. Oh, yeah, up. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um, learning, about, learning about the food pyramid in school, what do you recommend should be on your weekly meals list? Okay, so if, if it's with the food pyramid and we want to make our, our meals list, what I would mm-hmm. say is when you're making your weekly meal list, find things that uses the variety of the foods recommended in the food pyramid. So you might find that Monday is your Mexican mince Monday, mm. and that's a really good way to use mince. And then Tuesday, you might do chicken taco Tuesday. So that's a great way of getting your chicken in. Yeah. And then Wednesday, because have chicken a couple times a week, you might do wings, chicken wings Wednesday. Nice. <laughs> and then yeah. so you can work through the days of the week and find some really cool ways um, and if you're, if, you're, if you're also looking to get more veggies into your life, you could also do a meat-free Monday and, and create a bit of a, mm. a veggie meal on Monday nights. And then, of course, Friday night, fish and chip Fridays. <laughs> so you could, yeah. create, you could create your own healthy fish and chips by making your own crumb and making your own chips in the oven, stuff like that. I mean, talking about, talking about chips, mate, we brought that up, you brought that up at the head and, and we, all, we all love them. What's, what's the healthiest and what's, what's the best sort of way of making, making sort of chips that you, that you can sort of get by with and, and still taste great? All right. My key is sweet potato chips. They are so good. Sweet nice. potatoes are naturally sweet. They're beautiful consistency. And my, my trip, my tick, my – I can't even speak. I'm getting so excited about sweet potato <laughs> chips. My, my trick for making them crispy every time is before they go into the oven, give them a little bit of a sprinkle of arrowroot or tapioca flour. Now, oh, that no. flour can be found in all supermarkets. You don't need much, just a couple of tablespoons per big batch of you know mm-hmm. chippies, and you give them a good generous sprinkle of salt, you give them a good dowsing of olive oil, and then you give them a sprinkle of that um, arrowroot or tapioca flour. They go crispy every time. Oh. Oh, nice. So good. I'm hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, you know, I'm a big fan of the sort of Mediterranean diet, and I mean, it's sort of like I squeeze my, we squeeze our veggies in at home. We get a bit of get a bit of fruit in our smoothies and stuff. Fish, you know, a bit of poultry. I don't eat a lot of red meat these days, anyway. But what what are your sort of thoughts on on some of these these diets and, and are some fads? But are things like obviously the Mediterranean diet sounds like it's pretty pretty spot on anyway, because the, the Greeks and Romans seem to do a, do a right with their uh, longevity these days. I reckon they've been around long enough for us to work out that that's probably doing some pretty good stuff for our health. You're absolutely right. The Mediterranean diet is one of my favorites out there because it's such a great variety of everything we've been talking about today. Lots of nutrients, lots of veggies, good oily fish, nuts and seeds, olives, olive oil. That's at the top of my list. So when it comes to diets and fads out there, the key is whatever one you follow, maybe it's Mediterranean, Maybe it's a plant-based approach. Maybe it's a bit of everything. The key is making sure that it actually works for you and your lifestyle because there's no point trying to do a a way of eating that you can't sustain. It's got to be something that you look forward to doing and that you can practically implement into your life. Otherwise, you won't be able to stick to it. No, I I guess it's it's a matter of the old cliche that people go, I haven't got time, but it's making time, isn't it? Because not not a lot of recipes take a lot of time, do they, really? Oh, absolutely. I mean, do you want to make time now for health and wellness 
or make time later for looking after the things that you didn't look after back in the day. When you're in the nursing home on drips. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, there you go. I didn't want, <laughs> I didn't want to go that far, but you're right. <laughs> um, so if I'm starting out in the kitchen, what would you recommend I try making? Okay, so I would have to say my chocolate mousse. Oh. My chocolate mousse celebrates all the things I've <laughs> talked about today. There's coconut oil in there. There's an avocado in there. And there is also raw cacao, my favorite raw chocolate. Oh, and it's really simple. It doesn't require any baking. You don't have to put the oven on. You just simply put all the ingredients into a food processor, rip it, and eat it. It is so good. Wow, that sounds so good. There <laughs> we go. So there's, there's something to start on. And, and tell Luke what you're, what you're making tonight for us. Anyway, you're doing your first yeah, thing recipe I'm making, at home. Um, we did it in school, so I'm making gosleme for everybody with like um, feta and spinach and all that sort of stuff in the dough. And so, I, yeah, I think that's going to be tonight. I hope it will turn out good. <laughs> I'm just going to duck to the airport and get on the first flight to Sydney. <laughs> Come on down, mate. Any, any, tips for the dough, any tips for the dough to be healthy, do you reckon, mate, in that, in that recipe? Oh, look, the key for me, whether it's dough, chips, or a pizza, or, a, you know, a cake, cooking with love is what mm. makes it healthy. Because if you make a recipe from scratch and you put in that love and effort, it's good for the soul, and that's what counts. Yeah, mate. Look, thank you so much for all these tips and, and, and everything you. today. I think you've, in, you've inspired my daughter. We're going to get this chocolate <laughs> mousse fight up. I think that's the way. That's the secret to getting avocado back in the diet. <laughs> yeah, I reckon that's how we're going to get it back, Lily. Bringing yeah. the avocado back. <laughs> Thanks heaps for your time, mate, and, and look forward to seeing you out there on the on the on the uh, road again soon with some recipes. Because I've had fun so far, and I'll keep sending you my annoying pictures when every time I cook them. <laughs> Can't wait, guys. A joy to be on your show. Thanks so much. Thanks, thank you. Thanks, Luke. See you, mate. <laughs>